0: You're up, you're ready, and you're listening to the Brittany Mack Podcast. Everyone has a story. Applying them to inspire the world weekly on Motivation Mondays. Here's your host, Brittany Mack.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brittany Mack Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Mack part two of christian's hbcu vs pwi experience begins now oh yeah you ready
0: what i learned is that like when i came back i'm glad i did Mm -hmm. it's because when i thought about it i was like i could have stayed up there and i probably wouldn't have came back to my community
2: Mm
0: -hmm. i probably would have stayed up there and you know got a job up there and worked at the white house something like that but i'm kind of glad i came back because i want to change memphis i feel like memphis yes. as a city has so much potential
1: it does
0: It has so much potential and i feel like we as black people we have to we have to care about the city because mm-hmm. we're the majority mm-hmm. we have the majority and a lot of you know the stuff that's going on is not for us
1: yes it's not for us like, and it's so many go-getters it's so many hustlers yeah. people they want it but they have so much drive that's something that I love about Memphis. The future for Memphis, I believe, is wonderful as long as people start buying stuff. Because we need to buy the block. Yeah. You got to buy the block because you you don't want a situation where you want to change Memphis, but other people are buying the communities like Orange Mound.
2: Yeah.
1: So, how how you going to change that community if, if you don't even you own, don't own
0: it? Mm-hmm. I learned Def Jay Z. Like mm-hmm. he's, always, he's He's been on the more like black entrepreneurship.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah. love J.C. and Beyonce. oh, I love those too. Yeah.
0: This has been kind of my, from afar, mentor. Mm-hmm. Like I've just been watching him and just learning from him what I can. But I just learned that we don't own anything in, in America. Mm-hmm. I, I learned this at Howard also. It's three things. Like the three main, well, three main communities, I would say. The white community or the European community has In America, they own all the wealth. Mm -hmm. They have all the wealth. And wealth is just, you know, generational. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, being rich. It's about being able to, when I die, my grandkids' grandkids get money. Mm -hmm. they straight. Yep. In the Asian community, they have a lot of cash, but they don't have the wealth. They don't have the power that the white money has. Like, wealth and, you know, being rich is two completely different things. It is. Uh Uh-huh. And and with the black community, we don't have either. Mm-hmm. We don't have the cash or, like, you know, the wealth.
1: Generational.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's and he was saying that, like, it was a bar, he was saying, um, I think he said, your seat marries his seat, marries my seat, and that's how we keep card and money all in the family. And he's just saying that, you know, if we all, you know, like, in European communities, like, you married your daughter off because it wasn't like, oh, she loved this guy or stuff like that. It was about you know the
1: generational wealth mm-hmm. Ooh, okay
0: I mean that's kind of bad to think about now like, yeah, you want people to but, have choices but
1: but I understand though I understand yeah.
0: that's how those communities go a lot of people they introduce them to their business partner son you know he got a daughter he got a son you know they do it like that because
1: so they get with somebody that is equally yoked
0: yeah in the same mm. community you don't a lot of people don't, you know, date outside their class,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, social class, so...
1: That's what my dad always tell me, because we talk on the phone almost every day. He always saying, look, I really want you to get with somebody that's equally yoked. Yeah. Don't be out here messing yeah. with nobody that's not equally yoked as you, Yeah, you know.
0: That is a problem in the black community, because mm-hmm. we've made it so, like, well, the, the black woman... Is the most educated woman in the United States. That's the the most educated you know group of people is black women,
1: and the fastest growing entrepreneurs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: going to actually um some black women entrepreneurship at the University of Memphis. It's something coming up, some event I'm gonna go. But I think that's unique. I think that it's it's kind of switched the role, the power dynamic, and you know usually it's the male that's the most educated in the mm-hmm. community, like the white man is more educated than the white woman. But it's made it to like. We had these successful black women, but they don't have any mates that's equally yoked, like mm-hmm. you said. Not to be on the brothers, but, like, we got to step up.
1: Step it up, because, like you say, you found yourself as being, like, the only brother in the classroom. Yeah. It's like that. It's more black women going to college than black men, yeah. and that's not good. It's
0: not. It's And you don't need a college degree to be successful. You don't,
1: but, but you like what happens is people they they listen to all of these motivational speakers and say oh yeah you go to college if you want to be an employee yeah i mean but don't listen to that i'm just gonna be honest do not
0: you gotta be practical
1: yes you need in order to keep your financials in order and get that generational wealth if it's not already started then i feel like you need to go to college because you will learn how to get your money right not spending it on unnecessary stuff. You will know how to invest and save, right? And then pass it down to generations and not live paycheck to paycheck or a few months to a few months or year to year. You will actually be able to, your grandkids will be able to, you know.
0: Yeah, and that's what you want. Why would, why would, you, why would you want your kids to start off at zero? Right. Which is which happens in a lot in our community. Like, you're starting off at 0
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why not, you know... Having this situation where you know they have a foundation, mm-hmm. and then they build another foundation, and then another one, and then you get to the point where like your great grandkids are like in a way better position than you are.
1: Mm-hmm. So if they have that business that they want to start, they don't have to wait around years accumulating yeah. money because sometimes when you wait around all of those years, your idea is probably already started. Because that's yeah. why entrepreneurs always say, "You got an idea here, up and start the Within four months, you need to have been and made some action. Yeah,
0: because there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. If any idea that you ever thought of, someone already thought about it. Mm-hmm. They might not have done it, but they But they probably
1: working on it or something.
0: Something. So you got to, like you said, you got to be on it. If you gotta-
1: mm-hmm. And when you don't have that money, it's like that's another obstacle that that's is- going to push you back in you're you probably not come up with another good idea because somebody just came up with yours. Maybe two years later, somebody probably produced yours two years later when you probably had yours for maybe say you had yours for six years, but you've been saving up for something. Yeah, that's just way too long. That's
0: way too long. And you mm-hmm. gotta, but you have to be careful when it comes to that because you don't want to be you don't want to get exploited. Mm-hmm. You know, they be like, okay right, my dad told me the story. I'm gonna keep it short. I'm gonna, I'm gonna summarize it. It's about the guy. um He's from Memphis mm-hmm. and he was trying to um he made this machine. It's not like the congen, but it was something that you could move con faster. Like it was like it was similar to the congen, mm-hmm. And he made it in Memphis. But what happened was his boss he was like, Okay, I'll give you um a hundred thousand dollars for the patent. A hundred thousand dollars for the patent. Mm-hmm. Now this black guy was just a worker. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't making, you know, that much money. Like $100,000 to him was like, you know. A million. Yeah, it was like a million. He ended up selling the guy a pen because he 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 tricked the black guy. He told him, hey, we made the machine, but it's not selling. So, mm-hmm. you know, you spent all this time working on it. Let me just, you know, pay you back for working on it.
2: Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm.
0: gave him $100,000. But he ended up Woo-chat. making like $10 million.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? So mm-hmm. you have to be careful. You don't want to get exploited. that's another thing because a lot of you know predominantly white you know these these companies that buy your ideas are predominantly white Mm -hmm. and so they'll listen to you and they'll cut you your check but you need to really know the, the worth of your idea
1: yes that's why when i went to the society of entrepreneurs meeting when i asked him i was like look how do i start my business when i don't got no money like i need funding i don't have a pen he was like go hit up your family and friends Mm-hmm. My family and friends are poor. I cannot go ask them for money to fund my pen. So I just, I was like, okay, thank you. Do any entrepreneurs go to the Howard University? Do they start any businesses there?
0: Yeah, a lot of people did, like, um, this was, like, the common thing. They did, like, the dura bonnet combinations. Like, a lot of people, mm-hmm. like, made, like, you know, silk durads, and they would sell them on campus. Or even dashikis. I got my first dashiki from. Um, What's that? It's basically, like, an African um, shirt, basically. Mm-hmm. And I got it from. Um, just like the shoes from Nigeria, it's what they basically were, and it, it was very like more of a pride than like African. You were just accepting your African, you were embracing your African pride. You were, they had a lot for sale. Like I bought maybe like two or three, and I brought them home to Memphis, and like, I used to wear them all the time. And they kind of thought I like was became like a Muslim because <laughs> I used to wear them all the time. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> I just thought um they had a lot of like little businesses. It was it was a lot of stuff like. It was like this food truck that used to always be at the dorms called mm-hmm. Jerk at Night. And from it, a student? Yeah. It was wow, it was like um uh, awesome. jerk at night. And um it had like the best like I don't know where jerk is from. Like what what you know, I don't know if it's Jamaican or nothing like that, but
1: I think it is
0: jerk like they had like jerk nacho, jerk chicken and it was mm-hmm. so good. Like it had like the perfect seasoning and everything. It used to be so popular. Ooh. So a lot of people did, like, foods and, like, clothing. That was the main too. like, entrepreneurial ideas. If y'all really want to be about black entrepreneurship, y'all got to do something. Like, mm-hmm. y'all got to... I shout, that's why I shout out to one of my friends named Percy.
1: A, yes, Percy. Percy Duke, he's going to be D. here hopefully. Hopefully I can get him before Black History Month ends for the little entrepreneur segment I do. Yeah, he's
0: been starring his this place and stuff, and I, and I like that, and I support him.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's one thing, like, as a community, we have to support each other.
1: Yes, we know? do.
0: Because he is f- fulfilling the need, because a lot of people are tired of what's on campus.
1: Uh-huh, in those place, child, You see... <laughs> Yeah. Those pictures, when I saw that, I was good. like, oh my gosh. Because I knew he had a restaurant, mm-hmm. but out of nowhere, like, Instagram told me, like, suggestions or something like oh, yeah. that. And I saw it said, Praise P. I said, let me click on here so I can follow him. But I looked at those pictures. I was like, hold on now. Yeah, I was like, Who, <laughs> why did I know about this? Why did nobody tell me his stuff looked this good?
0: Yeah, I didn't know he was <laughs> like that either. I was like, bro, you need mm-hmm. to. You know we doing this every day, but like it's yes. kind of you know he's been taking it at the right pace. He got mm-hmm. his own like emoji and stuff like that. I'm like, gonna yeah. be quiet. I don't want to talk his business, but he he's on the way,
2: man. I support doing him fully. The
1: thing. And I I know some other entrepreneurs that I follow on Instagram. This from Memphis, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I definitely want to have them on here because it's important that we highlight those people so you can know yeah we're doing yeah. big things and we need your support yeah. you know people that it's really expensive to go into entrepreneurship that's really exactly what an entrepreneur is they take a very huge financial risk to start yeah. a business
0: yeah you gotta buy black you gotta I mean you, you want quality products
1: mm-hmm. you, you do know? want quality products don't just buy because it's black yeah. buy because it's good but I'm sure it's gonna be good though yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying but you just gotta you, you, you gotta support your people mm-hmm. you know why um that 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 was like uh it's another Jay Z line. He was like, "You'll rather work for him than work with me." You know what I mean? Like you'll rather go work for the white man than work with me.
1: Exactly. You know, you'll
0: be a partner here, but you go over there, you're gonna be a worker.
1: Mhm. And you know what? That's so true because so I asked a couple of people that's um in my family, just like real real close immediate. If I was to own a business would you uh work for me or work with me in a partnership of something like that if I pay you more than what your business pays they said no i said why that's like you shouldn't do um business with family and i'm saying but like you're doing your job the same job you're doing with your company but under me like why wouldn't you work for me that was like i don't know if your stuff go- is going to fail i don't know this or that and i'm like you can easily go get another job if you don't like i'm already paying you more To come over here because
2: yeah,
0: you you really kind of fucking with them.
1: I know some people wouldn't want to work under their family, especially somebody this way younger than them. So I'm like, I pay you more. Still said no, and I was like, dang, this messed up.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's it's just not common for our community like that. I mean, I hate to say that because it wasn't always like that. You know, Mm -hmm. families could work together, have their own business, but. I learned this too. Money doesn't change people. It just makes them more
1: of who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes them
0: a bigger person. Makes them bigger than what they you know, makes them a bigger version of themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. That's something I said. I was like money makes you more of who you are. Yeah. Like all of these people saying, Oh, if I had this money, I'll go and help this community do this and do that. You can do that for free.
2: Yeah. If you're you not can already, yeah.
1: yeah, like you're, you really can go do community service and that's helping the community. Yeah. If you get money, if you wasn't helping them then, what makes me think you're going to help them now? No. If you was doing the community service, where you have the money? I'm sure I can... I really believe you probably would give back more. Mm-hmm. You would just, like, actually add money to the situation.
0: Yeah. And, that, and that's and that's key. Because mm-hmm. you're not, if you, your heart not invested into it, you won't do it. hmm That's with anything. If your heart's not in it, you won't do it. You won't see it through. You might start it, but you won't see it through. Mm-hmm.
1: You got to have the passion. Yeah. So... For a everyday basis, do people celebrate black people more there? It,
0: How do y'all celebrate blackness? Yeah, it's, sure it's more of like just blackness, mm-hmm. you know, just having the pride in our culture that we created in America. When I say that everything was pro-black there, like, everything is pro-black. You know, you still have your self-hate there, you know, just little, you know, downing and stuff like that. But people were talking, like, a black revolution was ready to happen any day Which I loved I felt like people yeah. People were like ready to march on Washington For different stuff You know it's sometimes amazing. it Sometimes it would be against the university Like it's not It wasn't always sweet because You know sometimes The university will misuse funds mm. Because it, it, the school was pretty expensive It was like um, For out of state it was like 40000 a year So it was pretty oh, God, It was, yeah. might have been a little bit more than that So was, that's
1: what you're paying Because you're from Memphis Yeah it was
0: wow. a lot I didn't have any scholarships It was a lot
1: Wow It was
0: a lot But like I don't regret that experience Because it, it, it changed me And it made me a better person and, and I learned a lot about You know Myself In America Like how I'm viewed in America mm-hmm. How I should let myself be viewed
1: mm-hmm. You know And that
0: goes back to the code switching And like Taking pride Like That's why I always wear my rag on campus Because mm-hmm. even Like I've actually weared A, a rag with a suit
2: mm-hmm.
0: You know A lot of people look at me funny Even black people look at me funny But I think about why sacrifice my blackness? Mm-hmm. Like, we we created those. Like, mm-hmm. we made that for us. Like, that's us. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wore a dashiki with, like, a suit, you shouldn't say anything to me because it's ours. Mm-hmm. It's our culture that we made. Yeah. And so that's the only thing that I would say. Like, like if I wore a durag with anything, they wouldn't say anything up there. Like, it was so common. Mm-hmm. If I wore a durag, like, I think I wore a durag in the, um, where I wore it? I wore it to an event one time. Here yeah, and they and someone like one of the older black ladies was trying to get me to take it off, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking like, if this was a hijab you know, or you know, the Muslim gear, you wouldn't ask me to take this off,
1: mm. you know, like okay. one of those things that those the scarves they cover up. Yeah, you know what? I did not think of it like that.
0: Yeah, you know that's their culture. That's part uh-huh. of their culture. And the do
1: rag is our culture. culture yeah. Yes. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a place and time for everything, but we created that mm-hmm. that's ours so why not so why sacrifice a part of myself to make you more comfortable mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be making myself comfortable mm-hmm. it's not my job to make you comfortable it's my job to you know be me
1: people are always trying to water down the black culture yeah. and it's so bad to wear Black culture is trying to water down yeah, black, black culture, culture because yeah. we're so used to everybody else trying to water us down. So we have to, is it called assimilate or what's the word? No, that's
0: the, that's the word, assimilate. Like,
1: Yeah, we always have to assimilate to other things. And even like the people with the little scarves around their head, mm-hmm. they have to assimilate sometimes as well. No, but no, not, no. I don't feel like they have to as much as us, but I can't really speak for it because I'm not one of them. Yeah. I don't know their experience yeah. going through the world.
0: Yeah. That is tough. Like, like that's that's part of the culture, but they still face backlash for it, you know, wearing it. But I just think, like, why, why, why should I understand? You know, if you're outside the community and you see the problem with it, but if you're inside the community, you already know that like this is, this is us. Mm -hmm. No matter like how bougie you are, you know, Mm -hmm. you're living in this nice suburban white community. How much money you make, you know that this is at the root. This is what we created. This is our culture. So Mm -hmm. why reject it? Why reject the part of yourself? Yeah.
1: People even tell me, Why you don't flattering your hair? I'm not flat earning my hair. Don't ask me no more. (laughs) So so I'm trying to water me down. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like you should be happy with your curls.
1: Yeah, and my hair is not always looking perfectly defined or Mm -hmm. perfectly sleek and fine and all that because I mean, there's too much work. My hair probably wouldn't grow like it does if I tried to make it do all this stuff to it. You know, it would probably stay at the same length, which, no. Exactly. I do my hair like minimum uh, manipulation mm-hmm. going on about my day. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Hair is important in our culture.
1: It is. We, like, natural hair is becoming more and more of a common thing. Which and is good. Which is good. It is. And I'm so proud of the people who are rocking their natural hair because I know for me, it's really hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard because it's, it's a lot of people trying to change it. It's like, oh, it should be more defined. Yeah. Oh, it should be um this or that. And, oh, that style is too dramatic or why you don't have it straight, yeah. you know, like a lot of people are even, for different styles with natural hair, a lot of people are even getting fired from communication positions. Yeah,
0: and that's, and I was about to say, that's why, like, whenever I see a black woman with her hair, I know women are more than what they, you know, physical appearance, but I always <laughs> tell them that their hair looks nice. Whenever it's natural, I always tell them, because sometimes you need that outside reassurance. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have that self-love, like, you got it, you, you the boss, you the woman, you got it, but sometimes it feels good to hear it you know, and not, you know, trying to holler at you or mm-hmm. just, you know, really complimenting you.
1: As our sister. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, it's yeah. hmm
0: and, and, and that's the best way to go about it because they need to hear it. Our mm-hmm. sisters need to hear it. Especially
1: from our brothers because when it comes to the black community, the men really, like, when men say they like natural hair or they don't like natural hair, they always complain about black women, no matter what it is. They mm-hmm. complain about the weaves. They complain about the natural hair. They say, yeah. "I want the natural hair," mm-hmm. or they they don't know what they want. And you mm-hmm. always it's tearing women down, tearing mm-hmm. them apart of the black community. And that was there, I feel like that right there makes the women tear each other down.
0: Yeah, and I feel the same way. I was about to say that that um like like I mentioned to you um when we were when we were not doing the past podcast. It was about like men being like supplements to women, mm-hmm. you know, not being the main course. Like a woman, I want to teach my daughter that like she can be self sufficient, like she doesn't need a man. A man mm-hmm. can be a supplement, but like you're not gonna be hungry if you don't have a man. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, you you you're know.
1: good enough with or without. Yeah, I took in that. I'm. I was when you told me that. I was like, yes. Yeah. I needed that too. I, I really did. I, I feel
0: like more women need to hear that. Mm-hmm. More women need to hear that. That like. You can be independent that you are capable. And a lot of women are being independent. But, I mean, like, not in the way, like, I don't need a man stuff thing. It's just that I'm good without a man. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't need a man that I'm too good for a man. It's just I don't need a man. I can find my own happiness. I can make my own happiness.
1: Mm-hmm. And if he come in, like you said, it's just, it could just be like... Extra, like say it's a roll, you know, throw yeah. that little roll on the plate. But if you didn't have the roll there, it would be
0: straight. Yeah, way.
1: or like that butter you put on the little yeah, uh, um, yeah. roll. They I mean, you eat the roll with, without the butter, but having it is nice.
2: Yeah. But that, don't
1: make that your man. If I don't have this, I don't have anything at all.
2: Yeah. do
0: no, Yeah. Butter is a good reference. Let, let's make man butter. But yeah, <laughs> let's, let's make it so like yeah, put the butter on the biscuit if you you know. It's just it's just a little extra. Mm-hmm. You know, you can eat the roll without it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't make it so we're like, oh, I can't eat this biscuit without this butter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's like saying I can't find happiness without a man.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's not true. That's not true.
1: Because right there, this is going to make you miserable. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm
0: be like, man, where's the waiter at, man? I need my biscuit. I mean, I need my butter on the biscuit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much because I really felt like we got this great image of the difference between... An experience at HBCU versus a PWI. And even it's different experiences at different HBCUs. Oh, yeah.
0: Thank you for having me, man. I couldn't um, can't couldn't tell you no. I, was, <laughs> I really enjoyed
1: myself. Man, I enjoyed you. I'm so honored you told your story. And being authentic, because this is what it's all about here at the Brady yeah. Make Podcast. We like the straight-up truth, authentic, yeah. <laughs> how you feel, all of that, you know.
0: got to be all the way
1: 100. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for listening to the Britney Meg podcast. I'm your host Brittany Meg. I'll see you all next week.